Hello? Lauren, do you want to come over to my house tonight? Did you hear about Tiger Woods cheating on his wife? I love Type to Learn. What was your Type to Learn school? At 69, I meant to say 96. <laughs> and I have not seen one frosted tip. Boys, I need to see those tips frosted immediately. Look at me. Look at, look at me. Frosted tips by this time tomorrow or you're out. I'm just standing in my apartment in New York City looking outside of the Twin Towers, which are fine. Which are fine. <laughs> just looking at the Twin Towers because they're still there. Hey everyone, welcome back. Welcome to What in the Y2K. Welcome, welcome. And We're glad to have you. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> I just got back from pole class. How was so that? Like, f- so fun. This I'm is your fresh s- off the pole. Fresh okay. off the second. pole. This, your second one. Okay. This is yeah. something I told Lauren that I had been wanting to do for forever, and I don't think I ever mentioned it to you. I think it's something that we all harbor secretly in our hearts <laughs> that we want to do. Yes. And I'm here to tell all you to do it. Exactly. Everybody. Yeah, it's super fun. And I had way more fun this class because I actually like got some things that we tried the first class that I was like, I can't do that. And okay. I'm falling on my ass onto the floor. But today I did some little spins. Ooh. Did some Is things. it like the same choreography from the first time? You were just practicing well, it? She teaches us new moves every time, and then at the mm-hmm. end, we have, like, a choreography that we're building on, which, okay. you know, we mentioned... Our last episode is called The Feminine Urge to Choreograph, mm-hmm. and I I do... I love to... I like dancing around, and like, being silly and goofy, but choreography, I, like, cannot remember it. Like, the instant that somebody shows me choreography, I have forgotten it, so it takes me, like, 64 times of doing it before I remember but hey, that's okay yeah it's really fun and then nice. i also got back from a haunted work retreat that i was at all this last week which looked like so cryptic <laughs> <laughs> you were sharing your photos on instagram there's just like dolls so like cryptic. old dolls just laying in the woods there was an old there were old dolls in the cemetery i discovered with my coworker a cemetery because we were like, oh, let's go hike in the woods. It'll be so fun and spooky. Because we were like embracing the spooky aesthetic of it. Because it's about that season anyways. And then we're walking mm-hmm. and we start seeing signs that are like cemetery and arrows. And we were like, no way. <laughs> and so <laughs> we kept going and we sure as hell found a cemetery. And the graves were all from like the 1800s. Oh my gosh. And the one that I, that you saw with the little tombstone and the creepy doll... It was a tombstone from the 1800s of a five-day-old baby infant. Oh, my God. And next to it was another buried infant that was 21 days old. The next to them was their mother who died at, like, age 24. What? And then on the other side of them was their father who was, like, 15 years older than the mom. And he lived a full-ass life. Like, and so that kind of just... That kind of just pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) Why is he allowed to live a full life? That's just fucking typical, isn't it? Ugh. 24 um, years old, the mom died? Yeah. With her, like, infant children? I'm Yeah, I'm, maybe she died in childbirth with one of them. Or mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know. Obviously, her births were not going well, because... I was going to say, if one was born at... Tw- it was, like, 21 days and then five days old? Yeah, that they died. How did that happen? Yeah, I don't know. But spooky vibes. The accommodations were not great but it was in kind of like a funny way like it just really felt like i was at summer camp 
mm-hmm. like there were really nice cabins and lodges on the premises but we had like the shittiest one. Oh, nice <laughs> like all of them were like new and renovated and we had one that was probably renovated in 1970 if that um <laughs> And just had seen better days. But it was fun. Kikied in the woods. Uh, yeah. With your coworkers that you don't get to see much, right? Yeah. Because I yeah. work mostly remote. Yeah, I met coworkers that I've never met in real life before. I was like, damn, you have legs. That's one hell of a way to team build, I guess. Yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, good times. And then I guess you've just been working your ass off. I was texting you frantically from the woods because I fucked up our last episode. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. You know, we, we, we fixed it. It's all good. But yeah, I fixed it. Yeah. But that's okay. And then you re-uploaded it. So yeah. Yeah. You do all the work anyway. So it's okay. But yeah, I've been, I was telling Lauren, I'm on like a nine day streak of working. straight through i had like one day off last week i picked up another day so that's going you know yeah i i'm not gonna say i'm good right (laughs) i've been better but it's like at it's at the point where i just i have lost track of time completely and i'm just going yeah you're just in like a fugue state what is it is it fugue or yeah fuge i don't know (laughs) i don't know okay i don't know anyways cassie and i's birthday weekend is coming up next weekend joint birthday joint birthday yeah we were born two days apart same year same year same city yeah wait were we born in the same hospital what hospital probably not i can cut it out i don't remember you don't know what hospital we're just think think back (laughs) Just think, okay? <laughs> for once, think. <laughs> think back to when you first saw the light. Look for clues of what hospital you were in. I don't remember what I did yesterday. You want me to remember the day I was born? Wait, what was yours? If you tell me, maybe it'll... Fuck, well now I thought I knew the well, name, yeah, but I don't know if see, I do. See, it's not just me. I knew it for so long, though. Okay, well, I like to imagine we were birthed... Yeah. In Two the same apart. room with one of those partitioning curtains. Uh huh. At the same time. And we time. had no idea. Anyways, our topic today, Cassie, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about a few different things, but overall, it's like the overarching theme of elementary school libraries yes. slash like kids and their reading habits. Yeah. Elementary school <laughs> library, I would say slash scholastic book fair, because yes. this is one of the most interesting things I've dug up. And I was thinking, like, what is a cool fall season thing that I remember from my childhood that's not Halloween, because we're going to do a Halloween special episode coming soon. It's going to be a hell of a time. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I thought back to the Scholastic Book Fair because that shit banged. It did bang. I loved the Scholastic Book Fair. It felt so just magical. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. like that that came into town and you get the flyers the week before or whatever. Mm -hmm. So you can prepare yourself and see what you want to get. Yeah. It felt like the traveling circus. It did. It was like the most exciting thing that happened to me in my life at that time. <laughs> it was. Did you, what was your elementary school library like? Because we did go to different elementary schools. Was it like good vibes or not so much? Oh, it was very good vibes. It was actually really cool because they had like two different sections, right? They had the lower level for like, you know, 
kindergarten, first grade, second grade right. to read those books. And then inside of that little zone, they had like comfy little beanbag chairs and cute, Aww. colorful carpets and like mm-hmm. just a place to hang out and read. It was so cute. Right. And then the other part was for the older kids, like fourth and fifth graders. And then they had the um, behind the bookshelves for those kids. They had the computers where we had yeah. computer class. But then it was like a vaulted ceiling in the library. Yeah, dude. And it had windows above the library. And they built, after a while, they built like a little um, balcony, I guess, inside. What? What are those called? A loft. A loft. They built a loft inside of the library. And you could like climb up a ladder (gasps) and go up. And they held like classes for the special special readers up there. They held classes for them up there. So it was like a super secret little readers club. What in club. the dark academia? Is I know. It was so cool. <laughs> That's so cool, dude. Yeah. I don't know. When I was a kid, the concept of like a loft to which you had to take a ladder to get to was like the peak of architectural design <laughs> and experience that you could have. I'm really jealous of that. But they, our libraries sound really similar. Mm-hmm. Like mine... I remember it was so beautifully lit because the whole vaulted ceiling was windows. And um, I don't think it was partitioned as much by reading level, but there were tons of shelves, good selection of books. And then there was a little comfy reading area with bean bags and like a mat mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. little fiddle toys and stuff. And then there were some computers off to the other side, but we didn't have, we had an actual computer lab. So those were just like the library computers. Okay. Um, but I loved that library and I was like an yeah. avid reader. Mm-hmm. I would read constantly. And so my librarian loved me. She would like hand pick books for me because she learned that I liked like fantasy and like medieval kind of shit. And she would give me books all the time. Like recommendations. That's so cute. It was cute. Aww. Yeah. How sweet. I remember her. She had like ringlet, dirty blonde hair and uh-huh. like transparently blue green eyes have you seen all the like memes making fun of people with blue eyes on of course tiktok lately (laughs) she was like that she was like that it's like (laughs) get you some brown contacts dude Uh, (laughs) i can't look at your peepers much longer (laughs) these are starting to freak me out actually (laughs) actually freaking out yeah it was a zen space and i read Mm -hmm. so i've read more books in elementary school than i've read Probably in the rest of my life combined, including, like, in my degrees when I had to be reading, like, a novel a week. Like, right. insane But at least, like, in elementary school, the cool thing about reading is that you're actually, you care about what you're reading about because they're all fun. Yeah. It's like you're not reading about stupid school shit that you don't care about. I know. And I do. You're reading just, like, all the fun stuff. And I do try and read fun things still as an adult. Like, I love fantasy books, but a lot of them are missing whimsy or they're, like, written by men. And so the whimsy is ruined by him being like, her nipples are vibrating. And I'm like, hey, I need to put this book down. Hey, have you ever met a real life woman? (laughs) Take a lap because what the fuck is going on? (laughs) I have never read a fantasy book by a man where I have not finished being like, I know intimately what each of your sexual kinks are, even though you didn't explicitly Mm -hmm. tell me at any Mm -hmm. point. And I wish I didn't didn't know that. I really didn't need to know that. There needs to be a lot less spanking going on (laughs) in adult books i would argue that in a fantasy book there doesn't have to be any spanking i agree can you tend to agree can you imagine if like every once in a while frodo was just getting his ass paddled (laughs) (laughs) 
We don't need to do that's that. That's a different type of Lord of the Rings. That's the fan fiction version. Yeah, that's yeah. Are there? There's got to be so much Sam and Frodo pairing, because they should. Oh my god! Because they should be together. Oh my god! They should be together. Yes. If I'm being. Real. I'm sure if you go on Wattpad and just type in Lord of the Rings, that's that's yeah. all you're gonna find. What would their couple name be? Srodo. Or Fram. Fram. <laughs> I like Fram. 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 <laughs> that sounds like a Hobbit name. Yeah. Fram. Fram. Totally, hundred percent. That's cute. Actually, I ship it now. I wonder. I actually don't wonder about the Gollum fan fiction. I'm gonna not look that up intentionally. Why would you say that? Why would you bring that up? <laughs> because you know it's out there. I know. There's. I would choose fiction. to live in ignorance. Fan fiction is exactly like porn, where like if you can dream it, it exists. It's there. Because yeah, it basically is porn. It's just written porn. Not to undermine the clean fan fiction that exists, but I'm just saying nobody's reading that shit. Not even children. Not at the because no. I was I was reading the explicit horrifying yeah. shit. Yeah, when I was not at the masses 10. that like the other ones are being written. No, you know? no, no. What was your favorite like book or book <clears throat> series when you were in elementary school? So, I had a few, um, but like my top two because these are the ones that I remember the most. Did you ever hear of the Borrowers? Yes. Yeah, the little like mouse yeah, family. Yeah, mice. Yeah, it was super cute. And it was just, for some reason, I don't know if this is a common theme. It probably is because nothing is, you know, an individual thought. But like when you're a kid, the fact of or the idea of having just like really tiny little things Mm -hmm. is so fun. Like they had a little house inside of their little mice hole. And they had like tiny, tiny little cups, tiny little tables. And I thought that it was just so cute. Yeah. Like the tiny reality that they lived in, I was just obsessed with. Yeah. And I I loved that. I think humans are, we're too big. Something within us longs to be tiny Mm -hmm. and minuscule. Yeah. But then there's the other end of the spectrum where I find really big things super amusing as well. Okay, okay. Like like a massive coffee cup, you know? Right. Yeah. One That's that amusing. Can... Well, but then if it's a massive coffee cup, you're going to feel really tiny next to it. Exactly. And are you, are you just obsessed with it because you feel tiny? Right. Right. There's Do humans long to be smaller? PhD thesis. PhD thesis. <laughs> humans long to be tiny. <laughs> just says yes uh-huh <laughs> we do we do actually um and then i had the my other one which i think was very popular the magic treehouse series oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i loved that series yeah those banged there were so yes. many of them i can't i couldn't tell you a single fucking one of them i know the i read wanna... hundreds of them yeah i read so many but the one i remember the most of course was there was like a special christmas one and Mm. i loved it because on the cover there was like a white unicorn Uh, okay okay common theme christmas unicorn let's see how many times in each episode i mention horses and or (laughs) mythical horses um tally up my horse girl score somebody keep the horse tally yeah please scribe Um, yeah that was (laughs) scribe scribe um, but yeah, that was by far my favorite or like the most memorable Magic Treehouse book was right. that one because it had the unicorn. Totally. I actually, okay, I'm going to launch into my scholastic research before I tell you my favorite ones because they like come up in this. Okay. Okay. Which my scholastic quote unquote research 
the extent of it was me just reading the fucking R history tab on the scholastic.com <laughs> website. So it was yeah. not like any PhD level research, but I got it from the source. So I was curious if it was like a nonprofit or like a business, basically scholastic. So it is a business and it started as a magazine in 1920 is what I learned. Okay. I don't know what the fuck they were talking about. It says here, just like news, national world affairs, sports, literature, and the arts, blah, blah, blah. And um, they started like a writing arts program. And then they started publishing books. So they went into book publishing as Mm. like a source of revenue. And they basically just keep growing. But then the, the biggest first memorable thing that I saw, 1961, nope, 1963, they invented and launched Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh, Which okay. I was going to say, like, our obsession with things being... I guess he's big, not small. But, like, it makes humans exactly. feel small. small. Mm-hmm. And I... Clifford and I go way back. I used to watch that show oh, yeah. on PBS. And I am also massive, like Clifford. I put on a... <laughs> put, on a put on a dating app once. It was like, who is your celebrity like dream celebrity to meet or something and i said clifford the big red dog because we're the same height <laughs> so i vibe with him do i re- no i'm misremembering this i was gonna say the blonde girly his pal mm-hmm. i thought she was australian but i'm thinking of that that maggie show with the monster with the big spots do you know what i'm talking about yes i do and like, i don't the spots i have no idea what off. it's called they yeah like, they were like big pepperonis oh you're unleashing the memory <laughs> big pepperonis <laughs> pepperonis that's what this is for because i have a weird memory for everything for real so yeah they invented clifford that was pretty iconic of them i'd love to know why he's red I oh that's a good question. I was yeah. gonna say that was that would probably be one of the top five PBS shows too. Was Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yeah, and that makes me top wonder ha- what their affiliation with PBS is. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't look in that deep. So y'all are gonna have to do that on yourself by yourself <laughs> because you're not even paying me. So use your smartphone yeah. for something good for once, okay? Yeah. So yeah, they came up with Clifford. Mm-hmm. They they keep expanding now. They're in Missouri. So then they start kind of working with school districts in the 1980s and expanding. So here's where the bangers really start rolling off. So first in okay. 1986, they cook up. They cook? They cook up. They're cooking for sure. Oh, them- someone's cooking here. <laughs> cook. Um, have you ever read the Babysitter's Club books? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they came out in the 80s. Those are like a little before our time, but I remember mm-hmm. seeing them. I don't think I read yeah. them. But those no. were big 1980s and 90s books i would say then 1986 also debuts the magic school bus oh hey hey. cruising (laughs) on down main street absolute absolute banger i love the magic school bus although i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know if i ever read it i would just watch the show watch it yeah and i never watched the show at home it was always at school always at school yes always always and i don't think they were actually educational that I recall. Probably not. No. Uh, the only no. episode I remember is them like shrinking and going into one of their like intestines. Same. Because yes. they're small. They are small. Because they're small. <laughs> the only way I'm going to what? remember anyone's going to remember anything is if you make them tiny. And we cannot stress this enough. We actually maybe have to research this. <laughs> because this is a theme. It is. Because it's true. It is true. Uh, another banger. That, well, it's, I'm actually not going to call this a banger because this was very, like, I feel like this made 
boy is extra fucking annoying at that age, but uh, Cap- <laughs> Captain Underpants. Oh my god! Came out yeah. in kind of that same era. Mm-hmm. I don't have the exact year, but I think Captain Underpants was nineties. Oh, yeah, and so. Goosebumps. They published Goosebumps, Goosebumps too. Literally. Oh, wow. They started that? Yeah. Double, platinum, Ooh. no features Goosebumps. That's right. All I of these love got, Goosebumps. All of these had shows too, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about Captain Underpants, but Goosebumps did. I don't know if I'm hallucinating that there was a Captain Underpants show or not. I never read Captain Underpants because I was like, Bleh! the boys are reading that. Yeah. And it just like, it was very boy coded. Like, yeah, it was... like vulgar. Yeah, vulgar, like, exactly. Like poop humor. Poop jokes, yeah. Yeah, poop jokes. I was like, I I was, I've never been interested jokes. in a poop joke, and I'm sorry. And if I, you are... I don't know, you know? That's fine, but... It's fine. You know, I might be a little bit better than you on some kind of <laughs> biological... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and then they kind of... So Klutz, in 1992, this company like Klutz or something, or I can't, maybe it's an offshoot of Scholastic, but they were the people that started making like the books that have like crafts in them. Like the one that it has here featured is like a little friendship bracelet making kit. Uh huh. And those kits are like the big banger things I remember from the Scholastic book fair. Still on my fucking bookshelf right here. My favorite thing I ever got at the Scholastic book fair is this, this wand maker's guide. It's like oh. this big tome looking thing. Cassie, I'll show yes. you. I can send you a picture yeah, show later. Me. I'll post uh-huh. a picture on the Instagram when we upload this episode. But it only has like a few pages. And in the back, it was like a book or a box. And you could like pull the box out like a drawer from the book. And there was a wooden magic wand. And you could unscrew the handle. The handle was hollow. And it came with these little like potion ingredients, like crystals and feathers and stuff. Uh-huh. And you could put them all in the handle. Like, build your own wand, and the little book would tell you, like, what their properties were. And Whoa. then you could screw it together, and then you'd have a wand. So all these parents freaking out about satanic panic of video games and shit teaching your kids witchcraft. It was actually a fucking book at the Scholastic Book Fair Scholastic that I bought. Scholastic Book Fair, actually, that's, yeah. That's actually what sent me down a dark and satanic path, Dad. So you can blame it on... <laughs> Ooh. Um, Ooh. <laughs> joking but the reason i loved that book so much is because um i loved the harry potter book so much as a kid which also was fucking published by scholastic did you know that no i didn't what? yeah 1998 they published harry potter and the sorcerer's stone so it's obviously you know rowling which yeah you know we're yeah. not gonna talk about her right now not worth it but no. uh she's british and so the British publisher was Bloomsbury, but Scholastic okay. did the American version, which I've always been baffled. You know how it's the British one is the Philosopher's Stone yes. and the American one is the Sorcerer's Stone. What yeah. was the logic behind that of like, did they think Americans can't pronounce philosophers or? Or we didn't know philosophers. They're like, Americans I don't, know. don't know philosophy. Like what? <laughs> what, I, <laughs> what do they mean by that? I would like to know. That's a good question. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah. Because so, it's not the same meaning. I don't know. No, it's not. I'm insulted personally that <laughs> they switched it for us. But um, I choose to be insulted. Yes. Yeah. I'm choosing the low road. Um, it goes on. They have some other lower key bangers. And then in 2008, they publish Hunger Games too. Whoa. Another banger. Which Hunger Games was taught 
in middle school it was our academic was. curriculum reading in yeah. my english class yeah it was a part of school which is hilarious yeah. <laughs> that is so wow you know like you're going to have your kids read the hunger games it was really chose fun it, it was so fun but i want to say that we need to stop <laughs> putting dystopian teen novels into the curriculum because if i had a fucking dime for like every person who's like trying to make a political point like i studied poli sci at university who cite like dystopian fiction novels and being like well didn't you read this and that's what happened it's like that is seriously that is a fiction book oh my fucking god cite um what is the one like 1986 oh yeah yeah or fucking uh what's his the author it's the same the same guy that did Animal Farm, right? George Orwell. Yeah. Moral of the story is I've heard people like cite dystopian fiction, fiction books and being like, well, books, we yeah. can't if we're getting the vaccine, then before you fucking know it, we're going to be sending our kids to the capital. I'm like, you know that that was a fake make believe story. <laughs> Oh right my now. god. Um, but it was so fucking fun to read in class. So whatever. Maybe it rotted some people's brains, but And you and I were so in the fun. same English class when we were reading it, weren't we? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that the... was a good series, dude. Although when I was in that class I sat next to somebody who I did end up sleeping with her boyfriend. So <laughs> I didn't know about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> I'm so uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. So that tarnished my Hunger, <laughs> Hunger Games reading experience a little bit. I'm so sorry, girl. Um, I was living a different life, I think, <laughs> than most of the kids in my grades. You're like doodling a unicorn in your book. <laughs> You're like, you know, Hunger Games is okay, but there aren't very many horses. But you know what? They could use some horses. I was like, just... <laughs> I'm going to rewrite the whole Hunger Games series, but just everyone's a horse. And they can't <laughs> Or everybody speak. has a horse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hunger Games would have gone way different if everyone had a horse. Actually, it would have. Yeah. Do you think PETA would have painted his horse with all that camouflage? Yeah. Oh my god, that would have been the like majestic horse creature yeah. from PETA. He yeah. would have made it all like sparkly, I bet. Yeah, definitely, because sparkly is a really good camouflage way to avoid detection. <laughs> Yeah. by people trying to murder you but you know if somebody's gonna paint their horse sparkly it would have been Peta. yeah because he was gay <laughs> <laughs> one thing about Peta is he is a homosexual and <laughs> he did marry a woman however you're actually gay. you're automatically a homosexual if you are a baker by trade <laughs> i don't make, also regardless of gender I don't make the rules but anyways so, yeah, that's basically my highlights of Scholastic that stuck out to me as, mm-hmm. you know, 90s baby of what we read mm-hmm. in school. They just in October 22nd, 2020, celebrated their 100th anniversary. Wow. So they've been around a while. Good for them. And they're bringing, bringing all the magical books series to the kids exactly. for 100 years. They've got to be so loaded with all those. I don't know exactly how pay works with, like, the publisher versus, like, I don't the either. author. But I imagine yeah. that it's similar music where, like, the publisher's getting a pretty big fucking cut. Because they've yeah. got to be well off with all those... From that Harry Potter bangers. and Hunger Games series? Yeah. yeah. Do you think they get royalties from, like, films and stuff that are made, too? That would I be crazy. Like they have to, right? I don't know, because they're not the fucking not, author. I don't know how this yeah, works. Yeah, they're the publisher. Do I, I don't know. Do I look like I know how intellectual property works? Yeah. Look me in the <laughs> eyes. Look, you're the one with the masters, okay? 
You yeah. should know everything. I don't even know how to say fugue state or whatever it is. <laughs> it's because I was in one during my master's degree. <laughs> yeah, so that's my scholastic research. That's my, pretty cool. Yeah, I thought it was pretty banging. Um, hold on, wait, let's look up the CEO of Scholastic. I know it's going to be a white man. CEO I really hope it's not, but I know it is. <laughs> is it a white man? I want to What's show his you. Name? <laughs> I want to show you this man. <laughs> I want to see this man. Okay, Google right now CEO of Scholastic so we can get a live reaction. Okay. Without me, like, texting this to you. He looks like, um... A child he looks molester? Like a, yeah. He also looks like that the European grandpa in the Rugrats. <laughs> I gotta pull this up. This guy! Boris Kropotkin. Boris Kropotkin. <laughs> yes, from the Rugrats. Basically That's... indistinguishable from the CEO of Scholastic. Although actually, I think that the picture we're looking at is an older CEO, because this new... Mm. Peter Warwick's really fucking new. The guy that looks like the Rugrats grandpa died, so rest in peace oh. to that man. Let's see what rest his name in was. Peace, sir. Mr. Richard Robinson Jr. Jr. <laughs> oh, he went by Dick. All right, R.I.P. Dick. You do look like Boris Kropotkin from Rugrats. <laughs> from the Rugrats. Looked like, I guess. Yeah. Okay, well, R.I.P. I know these people are loaded too. Oh, here's a picture of Rowling with <sighs> the Rugrats grandpa. You know Cursed what other images. book series I just remembered was like unhinged. What? Not for the books themselves, because I never read them, but the Animorphs series? Animorphs. You'll know. Yeah, I do know, but I need to pull up the cover. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never read those, but I always remember seeing them at, at like, Barnes & Noble and in my library and just being so disturbed by the- <laughs> because of the horrible Photoshop hold of on, the kids on. turning into animals. Oh my god, wait, <laughs> this one of this girl becoming a starfish? Hold yes. On. <laughs> that one's iconic. That one is so good. <laughs> These are going on the Instagram for sure. For sure. Or this there's is- this one... Of this guy turning into like this blue alien that is so scary. Is it the one that has like kind of a wait, this one has horse legs. Yeah, he's got like abs too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That kinda it slays a little bit though. It slays It's got horse legs, you're not impressed? It's like a centaur with a dinosaur tail with a man's torso and he's got little antennas and seemingly no mouth. Yeah. No, I'm not impressed by that. That's really scary. <laughs> oh, here's one of Disturbing. a... Disturbing. Oh my god, this this young gentleman becoming a horse. Do you see this, this one? young gentleman. They did no. him really dirty. Oh no. The middle, no, the middle the evolutions of him. They've just like stretched his face out with oh. Photoshop. Oh my god. Oh, the that girl becoming kid. the girl becoming the rat, the white rat. I've literally oh, I've seen this good. on social media before. Yes. Holy shit. What are these books about? Is the whole plot just them becoming an animal? I honestly have no idea because I never read them. I think my brother did. I'll have to ask him. These look much more like 80s coded. Oh. I could look at these all day. <clears throat> right? Oh God. I don't think that those were specifically like Y2K. I think you're right. They might have been more 80s, 90s. They just look I just so re- 
so 80s coded. They do. But I just remember seeing those in any library I was in and just, I would just look through them. I, not that I was interested in reading. I was just right. so disturbed, but it's like yeah. one of those things where I couldn't look away. It's like watching a car it. accident. Speaking of things you would look at because you're so disturbed. Did you read the scary stories to tell in the dark when you were oh in my elementary God, yes. school? I loved those. Another significant part of the elementary school library. What was the mm-hmm. scariest picture to you or the scariest story? Um, there was the one, there were a few. I remember the one where like the clown, there was like a clown that was morphed into a house. Yep. And that one was disturbing to me. Yep. The one that absolutely fucking traumatized me is just the, the close up picture of like the decaying dead woman with like the stringy black hair and no, no eyes. Yeah, that. And these were for children. They were written <laughs> specifically for kids. What kind of sick fuck? How is this for children? Adults cannot look at this. I'm looking at this well, now and I hate it. I don't know. I don't know. But like kids, kids are monsters, to be honest. And I, I feel like they can handle a lot. I but could not handle this. this. this I couldn't handle most of these. Most of these were very terrifying. I remember I turned the page and saw that and like slammed the book shut. And I was like sick to my stomach for like three yeah. weeks. And I would yeah. I would keep go back and look at it and like see how long I could look yes. at it before I like yeah. couldn't look at it anymore. I would do the same thing. Yeah. And I don't even fucking remember what the story was about with that dead woman. I remember the one. I think I the one that. that all of us remember the most. Maybe I'm speaking for other people but the girl with the spiders in her face that yes. like hatch out oh yeah yeah it gave yeah. me goosebumps just thinking about <laughs> it i also what other story do i remember i don't think i remember any of their stories i remember the fucking spider one and then i remember every photo in like vivid yes. detail yes which thanks f- who who illustrated those they should be locked away um, I don't know. I'm just, like, shocked that those were... It It was just crazy that they were advertised to, like, mostly elementary age kids. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like, even hey, middle school. eight-year-olds. Yeah. It's just so... It cracks me up that some kids were not allowed to read, like, the Harry Potter books. And uh-huh. then we're also at simultaneously getting our hands on these. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like adults are always censoring the wrong shit for their kids. Because mm-hmm. we're always, mm-hmm. like... Parents are always too many steps behind to know what is actually horrifying that's happening to their kids. Like, I feel like if you're raising kids right now and you're trying to censor their internet shit, you're going to end up censoring not the right shit. And they're going to get traumatized by something you did not see coming. Yes. Like, especially with the internet, because I was traumatized by so many things. Oh, yeah. We need, we're going to have a whole episode of like traumatizing internet videos (laughs) that we saw when we were in like elementary and middle school oh yeah because oh my fucking god i wish like i just had unrestricted access on our home pc especially there was like an era where it was down in my mom's basement and Mm -hmm. i was just watching whatever the hell or i was home alone a Mm -hmm. lot that i was watching things but right anyways i actually i have one more ending anecdote that i remember oh yeah um about this specifically because i went to school in ohio briefly mm-hmm. for like a year in second grade for reasons but 
It was really weird because they had a library, but for some reason there would be a bus that would come around to the school. It was like a book bus. And okay. we would go check out. It was actually really cool. It was yeah. really exciting, right? Because the, the book bus would be in town and we would go into the bus and we would check out books um, from that bus specifically instead of the library that our school had. Damn. Which thinking back was kind of weird because it was just like... I don't know if it was a business or if it was like an individual that just had a book bus. <laughs> individual with a lot of books. Um, but it was really cool. I remember being so excited to check out books from the book bus. They had like a very specific smell to the books. Ooh, smell That like... I remember. Nice. They were different than library book smell. Okay, okay. But thinking back, I then remember later in the year, there would be a separate bus that would come around for like a blood drive. That was the blood bus. Okay. (laughs) And now I'm kind of putting it together that maybe it was the same bus. (laughs) That maybe the book bus was also the blood bus. And maybe that's why the books had such a unique smell. Ew. Maybe it was just like a vampire who needs to harvest a lot of blood from the children at one point of the Maybe. year and then in an act of gratitude he brings you <laughs> he brings she, books they, to the children brings you books and they're every single one of them is scary stories to tell in the dark i was gonna say that actually sounds like a scary story <laughs> that could be written Maybe we should, everyone needs to write their own version of that book and draw the most horrifying images you can in it and just go drop it off in in an elementary school somewhere yeah yeah I think that's the good that we could pour back into our communities. Draw your sleep paralysis demon mm-hmm. and <laughs> hand it to a child that you see in the road. That will definitely keep them safe from trauma. Yeah. They'll remember yeah. you forever, probably. Oh, my last question that I had on this little doc is gifted child readers, where are they now? So I think we both kind of qualify as gifted child readers. So where would you say you are now? Where did your gifted child reading get you? Mentally... I'm not doing great. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> bad. I don't read nearly as much as I would like to or used to. Yeah. Um, I don't feel special anymore. No. I, you know, I mean, like at the time it was cool because I was in, I got to go up to the loft, the like special right. readers club loft. That was really cool. But now it's like. I mean, personally, it sounds to me like your life peaked in that reading loft. Because I, I, did. I can't actually picture anything better than a reading loft with a ladder. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't have access to one of those now, so my life must be worse. Yeah, I feel like I was instilled with a sense of specialness and wonder in my elementary school reading days that I don't have anymore. I've read a lot of fucking books, and um, I don't know what I have to show for it. I did read everything and avidly read my whole life not knowing that I had a significant astigmatism because my parents never took me to the eye doctor. So now I have contact lenses and I can read words in a vivid HD detail that I did not know existed. So that's fun. That is good. Yeah, actually. I'm still reading, but don't feel very gifted any longer and definitely less joy. And Mm -hmm. now I have to know the author's sexual fetishes. So that... (laughs) brings a lot of the whimsy out of it too yeah yeah but for the fall season i hope that you can all feel like you're in the scholastic book fair maybe you steal something i'm sure a lot of us stole from the scholastic book fair i can't remember if i did even on accident yeah 
Accidental kids have sticky fingers. Sticky, sweaty little hands. Things just stick right to those bitches. Covered in grime. Yeah. 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 Probably swallowed some things from the Scholastic Book Fair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On your way out. But I hope you all can find the experience this week of being in the Scholastic Book Fair. And I hope you can find that smell. And I hope it brings you joy. Mm -hmm. And if I had a special reading loft, you all would be invited up there. Except for maybe a couple of you. Um, (laughs) You would be specifically banned from my reading loft. If you read Captain Underpants, you might not actually be allowed in my loft. But um, you can maybe petition to be let up. Yeah. Yeah. Give it a shot. Give it a try. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Yeah. It's been fun and reminiscent. And tune in two weeks from now, and we will see you then. Love you. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.